the title of the stock is Christ Crusade of Victim Souls Against Satan's New World Order. Do not be afraid. Part 1. It was given by Lourdes Pinto on November 19, 2020 to the Love Crucified community. Come Holy Spirit, come. Come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. My Lord, I abandon myself to you so that it is your voice through your words that pierce and continue to form our hearts and this community. Amen. Amen. The first part of the teaching tonight is called the New World Order of Destruction, which are words that the Lord gave me years ago. And I'd like to begin by reading again today's gospel because it was very it's very significant. And it was today from Luke chapter 19, verse 41 through 44. It says, when he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, if you had known on this day, even you, the conditions for peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will put up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side. And they will level you to the ground and throw down your children within you. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. In 2013, Holy Week, our Lord said this to me, my little one, the time has come. The principalities of darkness will consume the face of the earth. Jerusalem will weep for she failed to recognize the time of her visitation. All will suffer. Many will be lost. It is time for you to get up and walk with me. For I have prepared you to enter this battle. You will hold tight the sword I have placed in your hands. This is the sword that Satan fears. My sword of righteousness. I asked the Lord, how am I going to fight in this battle? I do not understand what these words mean. And the Lord said, in the same way I conquered this battle, through the power of the cross, my cross is the sword of righteousness, and everyone that enters in it conquers with the power of God. Father Jordy, in his article that will, he will be sending you quotes from our path on page 409, 
St. John Paul II in 1978, he gave prophetic words for the times we have now entered. John Paul said, we are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. How significant those words are. Because for years, the Lord has been speaking to this community and anyone willing to listen, calling this battle the decisive battle, the fiercest battle. John Paul II goes on to say, I do not think that wide circles of American society or wide circles of the Christian community realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church of the gospel versus the anti-gospel. We must be prepared to undergo great trials in the not too distant future, that future has now come, my community. Trials that will require us to be ready to give up even our lives and a total gift of self to Christ and for Christ. Through your prayers and mine, it is possible to alleviate this tribulation, but it is no longer possible to avert it. How many times has the renewal of the church been brought about in blood? It will not be different this time. How sad. All of us are suffering the condition we see the world, the condition we see the country of the United States. But I think the greatest suffering for all of us in this community is to see the condition of the church, the body of Christ. How sad that uh, the hierarchy of the church a great majority, bishops, cardinals, have forsaken the Lord, have betrayed him like Judas, and have left the sheep, us, to be attacked by the wolves. And yet God is with us, my family. And in this church so broken, so prophesied by so many in the church, we remain. We remain in the bark of Peter because God is sustaining us. God is sustaining the church and God is shepherding us. He has a plan. 
in this great darkness. And he has told us many times, I am making all things new. Over and over, those words have been coming for years. Do we believe as we look at everything falling apart around us? In 2013, the Lord said, come my little one and be my companion of love. Be with your God and Savior as I enter my agony again. The time has come when the Father will turn his gaze from the world. My mother and I will cry for you. Who will remain faithful during the great and terrible persecution? Remain with me and collect my tears to present them to the Father. I've been meditating as I ponder a stained glass that's in our chapel now here in the house of the Pieta. I ponder every morning the agony the passion that the church has entered again. When the Lord walked here on earth, he was betrayed by Judas, but he was betrayed by the church officials, the Pharisees, the scribes, not all. Some were his friends, some were faithful to Christ, but the majority put him to death. In John chapter six, almost all his disciples of Jesus, when he speaks about the bread of life being his body and blood, it tells us clearly in the scriptures that his disciples abandoned him, they left. There were many people following him, wanting miracles, excited. Palm Sunday was filled with hallelujahs. Then came the great confusion, the great deception, false witnesses that the Pharisees got against Christ. And so many ordinary people believe the deception, believe the lies, and also left. We have begun again the agony of Christ. He is being betrayed again by the church officials by bishops, by cardinals, by priests, and by lay people. Many have left. Many have believed lies, deception, and even many good Catholics 
are wanting to leave the bark of Peter to not receive the Pope, even though he too has said many things that have alarmed us, that have caused great confusion in the church, in us. So yes, my family, the agony of Christ has begun again. And as I ponder the Pietà, and I see all of this happening all around us, I ponder our Blessed Mother. I ponder her silence when the passion begins, her focus. She remains with Christ, suffering with him. She remains believing in all the words the Lord spoke to her all through his life. She pondered and kept everything in her heart. She did not forget. She believes that in this darkness, her son with Abba Father and the Holy Spirit are making all things new. And I choose through the grace of God during this great time of darkness to remain with our Blessed Mother, suffering with Christ, pondering and believing in all the words he has spoken to us to form us, to persevere, to strengthen us, to transform us for this time. And I pray with all my heart that you, my sons and daughters, will remain, that we will help one another as Mary helped St. John and Mary Magdalene and the very few others there to remain. That we united to Mary will help each other to remain. The Lord prepares us for years for the great and terrible persecution that is coming. And more and more I realize that the third nail of crucifixion in our path is the nail of is the nail of persecution. How significant. I realize now what I did in years ago that we will live the persecution and the path has been preparing us. That is the third nail of total union. In 2011 was the first time that the Lord spoke to me of a new world order. I had no idea what that meant. I had never heard that phrase. I remember asking my husband, Peter, honey, have you ever heard this? This is what the Lord said to me. I want the Love Crucified website used to help form my martyrs of love for the decisive battle at hand. 
There will be wailing and grinding of teeth, massive confusion and desperation. This state of the world will open the doors for the new world order. And then will begin the time of great darkness and persecution for all my followers. In 2012, he spoke again about this new world order. And he said this, Satan is working to bring forth his new world order of destruction. But my crusade of victim souls will possess the power of God to crush the head of Satan. You are the heel of the queen of heaven and earth. Continue giving your life daily for the mission I have entrusted to you. Do not lose hope in all that I have placed in your heart. My crusade of victim souls will have to suffer greatly and be formed to perfection in love to fight this fierce battle. But know that my cross has triumphed. Now, through this crusade, it needs to triumph in the hearts of my people. Persevere in love, persevere in trust. It's interesting that the Lord is telling us, preparing us to suffer greatly. But he's also saying that we have to be formed to perfection in love. The whole path is our formation, our transformation into love, which is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because the only thing, the only force that can fight this battle is divine love. Satan has my family a hidden force also. For those of you that read Mark Mallet, you're very familiar with the hidden force of Satan. It's Freemasonry. It's the elite of the world, the Bill Gates, the Soros, the Rockefellers, Clintons, the hidden force that controls the world, the banking, big business. The hidden force of Satan has lots of money. They are very, very powerful men. But the ways of God are not the ways of the world. God has his hidden force also. God's hidden force is the crusade of victim souls. They are ordinary men and women, past, present, and future. The anawims the little ones, 
the innocent and pure ones, the humble ones. They are also unseen. We are not seen by the world. We haven't even been noticed by the church. We are God's hidden force of victim souls. And God is guaranteeing us the triumph of the cross, that this great battle is already won, and it's going to be won by God's hidden force, which we are honored, privileged, chosen by God to be a part of. And he has, he is our chief. He is our king. And he himself has been coming to this community, speaking to us, forming us in the heart of the church to be these warriors, victim souls. How honored, how much joy should be in our hearts. We cannot forget, remember, 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 my family, remember. I will begin now the second part of this teaching on fear versus living in the mystery of divine love. We are all struggling with fears. Fear some of you can be struggling of catching COVID. Fear of hearing some that are like Gloria's father, Sandra's brother, eh, Lillian's sister was very sick and so many others we've heard. Fear of getting sick, fear of dying. As we see the United States fighting for Trump, so many fighting against the evil of fraud in our election. There is fear. Because we are seeing in this country and throughout the world, the one world order that's coming is communism. And the world has now been put in the condition to receive this new world order of Satan, of communism. There has to be fear in us of losing our freedom, our religious freedom, because it's coming. Those are external fears. As we learned in our retreat of 2020, we have many internal fears also. Fear of suffering, fear of death, fear of rejection, fear of not being loved, fear of confrontation, and on and on. In Father Jordy's paper, he writes about John Paul II saying, be not afraid. How? That is what I'd like to focus on. How do we get to the point that we're not afraid? When I began, love crucified and the Lord said I was going to give a talk to priest I was so scared I thought I was going to have 
a real, uh, what's it called, panic attack. I had never experienced. That's the level of fear. And I would get in prayer every day and I'd say, you know, I have to be transparent with you, my Lord. You say, do not fear. But the truth is, I am scared to death. And to deny it would be a lie. How do I, what does that mean? How am I not supposed to be afraid when I'm afraid? I couldn't get it. I was so scared. How do I get to the point I'm not scared? And the Lord taught me something very important. He actually told me, you're going to have fear every time you have to get up and speak to anybody. And that's true. But he said, you need to move through the fear so that the fear no longer controls you. What moved me through the fear? Trust that God was asking me to do something. Love. I had come to know the love of God. And that love and that faith and that hope that Jesus would sustain me even if I made a fool out of myself, gave me the courage to move through my fear. And I do it each time I speak to you. Fears are rooted in not truly knowing the mystery of divine love, the mystery of the cross. Fear is rooted in still a lack of faith and hope in God's plan of salvation. The Lord has been telling us for years, believe. The last message he gave this community, I keep mentioning it. His first sentence is crucial to us. You must, he used the word must, when the Lord uses the word must, I don't have an option. He's, he's stressing the importance. And the Lord said, you must believe that I am making all things new. God has a plan. The plan of salvation from the beginning is at work in this darkness. And if we believe that with all our hearts, we can move through our fears, you see? But if I don't believe that, I then am stuck in my fear. The fear then controls me. That is Satan. Satan is the one that controls us. I felt called this week, like many of you have been doing, to go back to our encounter of 2020. And I went to the second reflection because I knew that I had to go back to fear. And I'd like to 
to teach you again from this second reflection of our retreat because I think the Holy Spirit is bringing me new lights that I would like to share with you. So because we only have a few minutes, I'm just going to begin with the first few sentences and where I'm going to teach you from on fear was the teaching our Lord gave us on September 30th of 2019. It's in your encounter notes, the second reflection on the first nail of crucifixion. And the Lord begins that teaching by saying this to us. The mystery of the cross is unveiled to the pure and innocent of heart. Its meaning with its power and glory is known and understood by my little ones that approach me with sincerity and simplicity of heart. Those that allow the Holy Spirit to destroy their plans, expectations, perceptions, and desires enter into the mystery of divine love. What I have experienced through accompaniment is that since our retreat, almost every person that's been walking in our community that I accompany for some years have entered the first nail of crucifixion of our desires and expectations. And what's beautiful is that we are all struggling greatly with it. I can't tell you how difficult this crucifixion has been for me. Since the retreat, I can't tell you how many times I've been before the Lord saying, this is impossible. I just can't. My expectations and desires are so much apart. I can't seem to not have them. And I realized through great struggle that it is impossible for any of us to crucify ourselves. It was like the words of Father Canta La Mesa that we have in our path, that it is impossible for us to do surgery on ourselves. We won't do it. And then this week, it was right here in this sentence. The Lord was saying, you're not going to do it. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to crucify my desires and expectations of others. But there's one word that's important for us. And that is allow. And what does that mean? How am I allowing the Holy Spirit 
to crucify my desires and expectations? Well, first of all, I have to receive the grace of knowing my desires and expectations, even good ones. But guess what? They're mine. And I got to let go of them. They got to go. So that's the first thing. I have to identify it. I have to receive that knowledge. The second is I have to struggle with constantly falling. I have to allow the Holy Spirit, which means I have to suffer the pain of those expectations, letting them go, begging the Lord, living in repentance, crying. This has been my struggle for months. This is how we allow. And I will tell you, my family, that every mother and missionary of the cross that I have spoken to that is truly living the death of their and our desires and expectations have come to know, like I have, what it feels like, how hard this is, what a struggle it is, how painful it is. The path of the first nail of crucifixion is becoming flesh of our flesh, my family. That is how we live the path together. And the fact that we are struggling with it, we are falling, we are repenting, shows that the Holy Spirit is in, at work in us, perfecting us. Praise be to God. So with this, I will stop and I will continue the next part of this message, which is at the heart of understanding how to die to our expectations and through that process, how fear no longer has a hold on us. <laughs>